On our last podcast, we talked about football players being forgetful and dare we say dumb. Today, we're talking about the wisdom of football players because there's some guys that are very wise in the NFL. And what can we learn from them to implement wisdom into our own lives? Let's unpack it. This is the Unpacking It podcast, where we relate big sports stories to life and biblical truths. Our mission is to challenge, encourage, and inspire you to follow Jesus and become more like him with sports conversations that truly matter. That's what I'm talking about! Coming to you from Charlotte, North Carolina. Hey, I just want to thank you guys one last time for being here. It's the best day ever. Here is the president of Unpacking It Ministries, Bryce Johnson. Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast, where we unpack parallels, metaphors, and topics in sports that relate to life and faith. I'm Bryce Johnson, joined by Luke Heaton, and we have got a great topic today because we are talking wisdom. We all need wisdom. Do we take advantage of the wisdom that is available to us? And, and we're actually going to talk about a fullback in the NFL. Wait, there are fullbacks still in the NFL? You better believe it. And, and he is a wise football player. And so we're going to learn uh, from, from him a little bit today. And we're going to take a look at uh, Atlanta, Atlanta Falcons head coach Arthur Smith and, and a comment that he made that, that I think can uh, encourage us today. And so wisdom, we're only going to scratch the surface on this topic, but but it's so important and and I think all of us desire it but are we actually pursuing it and are we seeking out wisdom and where are we seeking wisdom from and ultimately here on this show we talk about what it looks like to follow Jesus and and so as followers of Jesus God makes wisdom available to us and he is generous in giving us wisdom so we will unpack all of that today uh you can always email me Bryce at unpackingit.com Thoughts, questions, feedback. Uh, if you love the show, love to hear from you. Uh, Bryce at unpackingit.com. Also, if you are interested in joining one of our fantasy football leagues, we have a few spots left that we're trying to fill uh, with some listeners and people that are a part of Unpacking It. So you can go to unpackingit.com slash fantasy. And throughout the season, uh, we will also meet together and talk uh, about the, the content from Fantasy Football Fellowship. And so if, you, uh, if, you, if you'd like to be a part of that, we'd love for you to join us. And even if you don't want to be in our leagues, uh, one of ours, but you'd love to participate in Fantasy Football Fellowship uh, with your own league, check out FantasyFootballFellowship.com. All right. We want to thank our sponsor, Sugar Creek Coffee. Oh, yeah. The good stuff. You know, we, we, this morning you wake up, you hear the coffee start. There's, there's no better sound. And, 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 you know, just, it fills up the house with, with the smell of coffee. And um, I'm actually getting away this weekend with some buddies. Uh, it's our fantasy draft, our 20th season. And so, hey, who's bringing coffee? What's going what's gonna to go on uh, with coffee? And so um, I don't know if I have time. I, I thought about this too late. But the decision always should be, well, we need Sugar Creek coffee. Um, I, unfortunately, I, I feel like I, I delayed too much. However, there's nothing better than waking up in the morning uh, if you're looking co for coffee, craving coffee, then to enjoy some Sugar Creek coffee. So SugarCreekCoffee.com uh, is the website. And when you order, use the promo code UNPACK. So SugarCreekCoffee.com. 
and uh, encourage you to uh, to just let them know that you love it and, and that you heard about them from Unpacking It. And so at Sugar Creek Coffee Roasters, they specialize in handcrafted, small batch, art, artisan roasted coffee. All right. The other uh, thing I want to mention before we get started, uh, I want to thank our ministry partner, Uncommon, uh, for, for teaming up with us. And, and they, they help promote Unpacking It. Uh, on their end, and, and we just want to promote them uh, on our end as well. And so you can go to uncommen.org for some articles and content geared toward uh, becoming a better husband, father, leader. And and so that is uncommen.org. All right, Luke, man, we are getting close to the start of football season. Last week, we, we talked about uh, spiritual forgetfulness, and, and we compared it to offensive linemen sometimes forgetting and you know, even said eh, maybe sometimes they're they get the reputation of being dumb athletes or whatever. But ultimately, we know, hey, you got to be smart to to play in the NFL. But there's also a difference between being a smart football player and being a wise football player. And so we're going to focus in on that today. But football's in the air. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Football is absolutely in the air. Uh, September second, first A uh, and M football game. Uh, locally, uh, in Fort Worth, TCU, their first game against, uh, Deion Sanders, uh, Colorado squad. That's a fun so, one. There's, uh, some people from my church getting together to watch that game, which should be interesting. A&M faces off New Mexico. So, uh, hopefully that's a, a convincing win right there, but, uh, hey, I, little, I can't get enough football. Fact, Luke. Little Say known fact, Luke. I was born in New Mexico. <laughs> Somehow you've lived in every state. I, uh, I don't no, understand I, you, I mean, we got upstate New York, we got the Carolinas, New Mexico, the forgotten Born in New state. Mexico. So I always kind of pull for the Lobos. That's my, <laughs> my, my, my little secret team that I, I don't really care about, but That's I care right. about. So you're not an Aztecs guy, Sorry. not New Mexico no. state. Okay. Now you got to go, you got to go the, the, the state team. They're yeah. the, home, the, the, the non-state team, I guess. That fair, means. fair. But no, I can't get enough football content right now, whether it's social media, whether it's uh, watching highlights from last season, thinking about it training camp highlights it's it's upon us and i'm, I'm very happy I, I'm, I'm sure you're feeling the same no question it's draft season for for fantasy football and yeah making predictions about our teams and all right how much do you do you, do you gather from the, the what we're seeing during preseason and and so all of that is is taking place but one thing that is is definitely the case nfl teams are putting together their rosters they're making roster decisions who's going to get cut who's going to make it and guess what the guys that they can count on to be leaders in the locker room the veterans that are reliable those guys find a way to stick around those guys have the longevity mm -hmm. versus guys that are foolish you know once you start hearing about guys they get you know they get in trouble in the offseason they get trouble get in trouble during training camp whatever, whatever it may be they all of a sudden get put on the on the chopping block a, a little bit. What what about the you know the players that don't seem to to really grasp the the offense or or don't really understand what it means to be a professional? You know we, we always talk about these you know guys that come in their first round picks and all that kind of thing, but they end up out of the league within a couple of years. It's not because they're not talented. We saw it. We knew they were talented. Mm -hmm. these, these scouts knew they were talented. It's because they're not wise. They're foolish players. They either get caught up off the field or they don't understand what it takes to remain on the field and, and to, to, to put in the proper um, 
practice habits and and understand you know really what it means to uh you know show up and and take care of your bodies and and all of those types of things and so today i want to talk about one specific player in, in particular and it's fullback Kyle Uzcheck from the San Francisco 49ers and i saw this article in the San Francisco Chronicle with the headline 49ers fullback Kyle Uzcheck has parlayed wisdom into NFL longevity. All right. So I love that. I love that phrasing. Parlaying wisdom into NFL longevity. And, and so th- th- this concept for him is that, you know, he's, he's played 11 seasons or he's heading into his 11th season. He's made it to seven consecutive Pro Bowls. He signed one of the most lucrative contracts for a fullback. And we're gonna, we'll talk about the fullback position in, in a moment. But, but that's, that's kind of his background. And so what, he, what this article points out is how uh, Juszczyk has made physical and technical adjustments to ensure his longevity and how he and the team have made changes to how they approach the offseason, practice, and weightlifting and how certain things he's learned along the way, he's then you know tweaked and altered how he approaches all those aspects of the game on and off the field. And, and so, first thing, Luke, we have to get this out of the way. The fullback position is somewhat of a lost art. And so, when somebody, when a team actually has one, and we know the rushing attack in San Francisco is as good as any, uh, plus Christian McCaffrey helps, but Juszczyk has been the constant. He's been the guy there for a number of years. Um, and so, he came from Baltimore before that, but and that, that another great rushing attack. Um, so... Uh, did you ever play fullback? Did you ever did you ever experience that? But that, I mean, what a, what a key position. <laughs> I was a uh, quarterback back in the day, so that uh, gunslinger. No, I, I mean, I was I was not very good at football. I mean, I was the guy who threw the ball away when a when a play broke down in middle school football, which no middle school quarterback does. <laughs> I, I remember I had one play where the center rolled me the snap, which was a far too often occurrence. I picked the ball up and either because I was too slow or I was scared to get hit, I threw the ball away, which in college in the NFL, great decision. Mm-hmm. Middle school, you run the ball, but Gotta I threw run. it away. So th- that that's a uh, that's that's an indictment on my my uh talent <laughs> ability at quarterback. Um but no, when I think of fullbacks, I think of the great 12th man Colin Gillespie. Ooh, the that's a, that's a deep the, the very the 12th deep man who scored a touchdown his uh his senior season i remember being at the game with my buddies and he caught a wheel route against clemson that year anyway he was he was an absolute legend so he he made me re-fall in love with the fullback position which was certainly a lost start for for many years there yeah so i i love the position mike allstott is the the greatest in, in my opinion or, or who who i remember growing up blocking for those Bucks teams and, and Warwick Dunn and, and all that. But Kyle Juszczyk in this day and day and age has been sort of one of the, the, the premier guys, but, but still an overlooked spot. And, and so he's stuck around, though. He's had the longevity, and he's, he's implemented wisdom that has allowed him to do that. And, and this is what he said. He said, um, in, in talking about how their practices have evolved, and so we've heard a lot about this in the NFL practices at training camp offseason. They sort of made a lot of adjustments over the years. He goes, what I love is that it's driven in analytics. 
on the surface, it might sound right that, oh, you had a break yesterday, so let's get after it today. When really, they're finding that that's where the most injuries happen. We're trying to be smart out here. And so that's what analytics have provided, right? We, we get this information, this, this knowledge of, of what's going on, and then you put that together with the experience, coaches, players, everybody kind of in, involved in, in decision-making, and, and you put those two things together, and you, you make wise choices in how you lift weights, how you practice, how you, how you allow your body to recover, when you get after it, when you pull back, when you take a breather, when you want to keep pushing, pushing your body further. And, and so all of that requires, uh, you know, insight and considering a lot of different factors and, and not just doing what you think is, is right, but, but, but actually, you know, seeking out what is best, what, mm -hmm. what is best for these players. And that's what these, these coaches do. And that's what the best players do. Um, you, know, you think about, okay, who are some of the wise players that come to mind over the years? Well, Tom Brady, of course, because he used wisdom to figure out, okay, he, may, he wasn't the most talented, especially toward the end of his career, but he was the wisest player out there because he factored in everything and he, and he, and he wanted to take care of his body and, 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 and the, the research and all that he did to, 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 to operate that way. Another guy for me, Larry Fitzgerald. Doesn't he just seem, he seems like a guy on and off the field too, just a wise player. So mm -hmm. what, what, do you, what do you make of kind of the difference between players who are wise and then really players who are foolish and, and not willing to, to kind of take that next step? Gosh, I mean, there is so much behind the scenes that is required to be a success in professional sports. Now you think back to middle school and high school, the best athletes, they didn't have to take care of their bodies. It, it, it didn't matter at that point. They didn't have to yeah. stretch. There's no recovery. When you get into college and, and, and in the pros and you read the work, the recovery, the rest, the diet, the training, the film, the, the studying of the playbook, the repetition, being able to just maintain your body throughout a season the, uh, the recent quarterback documentary on Netflix, Kirk Cousins talked about that so much mm. that you just get beat up on throughout the season. And he has learned from players. He brought in a, a, a personal chiropractor to, to do work once a week and uh, some various trainers that would do home visits for him. And he talked about there were older players when he came into the league. He talked about um, – oh, I'm drawing a blank on his name. It was a receiver – in Washington, when Kirk came in, he was back up to RG3. This receiver did a ton of extra work on his body and it allowed him to play 14, 15 years. Mm. And Kirk said, you know what? If I have, want to have any chance at having a long career, I'm going to start doing that. Mm. So Kirk Cousins, there's a lot of video footage on all that he does outside of the facility. Mm. And you think of players, there's one of my favorite players for Chelsea right now, can't stay healthy. Now, I don't know if that's a fluke or I don't know if that he doesn't recover, but we've heard of how much money LeBron spends on his body. Yeah. We know, to you mentioned Tom Brady, we know how much he's taking care of his body. There is so much more than talent that is required for a successful career. It, it, it's pretty amazing what, what all goes into it. Yeah. And so it won, you might hear that and you go, wait, are we talking about the body or the mind? And it's like, well, no, wisdom 
affects kind of everything. It, mm-hmm. it, it affects decision making. And so for, when we're talking about from a sports standpoint, the wise players make wise choices with their body, with their approach, with their their studying, all those things. Um, they're off season, in season. It's just they factor it all in, and, and there's just a difference between the wise players and and the foolish players. And and then you know along those decisions too, it's it's doing you know right and wrong. And so right and wrong on the field, they you know, the, the more that they've they've researched, they they make the wise throw. Right? What's the what's the best throw? What's the best play to to call uh, in this situation? Mm-hmm. And and so. When it comes to our own lives, don't we want to do what's best? Don't we want to make wise decisions? And and many of us, too, when we face circumstances in life and we're wondering, okay, what direction do I go? What, what do we need? We need wisdom. And, and we, we want to make the, the, the wise choice, the right choice. And so where do we go for that wisdom? And, and we'll talk about this a, a little bit more, too. And, and you, you know, you talk about Kirk Cousins reaching out to a lot of different people. And, and for us, yes, we want to tap into the wisdom of other people, people that we, you know, I talk about mentors all the time, people that have been in similar situations than us, and they've already been there and, and they're veterans. And, and so maybe it's, it's someone further down the line in marriage, further down the line in parenting, uh, somebody financially further down the line, we glean wisdom from those guys. And, and I, I was doing some research. I, I read this, uh, this quote from Arthur Smith from the Atlanta Falcons, and, and he recognizes you know, the value of wisdom and how younger players need to glean from the, the wise veterans. And, and Arthur Smith said, I told some of those young guys that it's not just on the field, but off the field, how they handle stuff. We've got great veterans in there. Like, go ask them what their routines are, their habits, how they take care of themselves, sleep, all that stuff. Use that wisdom that's in the locker room. Hopefully, they take advantage of it and don't waste it. And and so, if if God has put people in our lives, are we taking advantage of the wisdom from those people? Do we actually ask? Do we actually listen to those people? And and have we asked God to put those people in our lives? And have, have we taken the steps to seek out wisdom from other veterans and and gained wisdom from them. So all of that is good, but here's the challenge for us today as followers of Jesus. That's step one, or that's, that's a compliment to really what's the most important step, which is going to God for wisdom. And here's where we want to, you know, camp out today and, and the baseline for, for this conversation on wisdom in James one, five, this is the amplified version. If any of you lacks wisdom, to guide him through a decision or circumstance, he is to ask of our benevolent God who gives to everyone generously and without rebuke or blame, and it will be given to him. So today, if we need wisdom, and we all do, decisions, circumstances, when temptation comes, all of those things, we need wisdom to make the wise decision. So where do we go? We go to God, we go to his word, in prayer, seeking him out, seeking his direction, asking the Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us, and 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 to complement that and to to affirm and and kind of confirm what we feel like you know God is is telling us. We we seek wisdom from other people as well, and sometimes it's reversed. Sometimes we get wisdom from people and then we confirm it with with Scripture. They kind of go hand in hand, um, and it's a it's a balance there. 
But ultimately, wisdom comes from God. And so if we're seeking out wisdom from people, we better make sure that they're seeking wisdom from God versus their own understanding. They're, yeah. you know, that, that type of thing. And that's where it factors in experience and, and what our foundation for wisdom is, uh, which ultimately we want that to be in God's word. Totally. I just want to read this quote really quick from uh, Charles Spurgeon that as, as we were prepping for this episode, it was a great reminder, which is exactly what you're saying. He says, we are all so ready to go to books, to go to men, to go to ceremonies, to anything except to God. Consequently, the text, uh, the Bible, does not say, let him ask books, nor ask priests, but let him ask God. And that was convicting uh, as, we, as we were prepping for this show, because though a great desire to go to mentors, to ask uh, godly people for advice, for wisdom. We, we should absolutely be doing that, but we must understand that any wisdom they have to offer us is from God. They're not wise in their own right. Mm. It, it would be Christ in them. It would be the Holy Spirit in them who has given them wisdom, which then they would give to us through life experiences, through time asking God for wisdom. But how often do we run to God for wisdom immediately? Is that our is that our first go to? Is that the is that the largest ask we have God for wisdom, or do we ask others for wisdom and then a little bit of wisdom from God? Mm. I, I think we we we, mean, we need to consider again who God is and how wise He is, and also His eagerness to give us wisdom that we can go to Him without fear of condemnation that we can draw near to him in confidence, knowing that he desires to give us wisdom. God the Father desires to make us more like his Son by the power of his Spirit. And with an understanding of that, it's, man, I need to go to God for wisdom more than I go to mentors. I need to take what a mentor tells me and then make sure that aligns with what God's revealed in his Word and where the Holy Spirit would be leading me. Everything Amen. comes back to the wisdom of God. That's right. And, and last week, we, we talked about spiritual forgetfulness and versus we need to memorize and, and remember God's Word. And so this is a continuation of that because as we're facing things throughout our day, we need to have wisdom to make the right choice, to make the wise choice according to God's wisdom. And so how do we, how do we get God's wisdom? Well, we go to His Word. And, and so... Part of it, though, too, is it's easy to get, when we talk about reading Scripture, it, it, well, I just want a lot of knowledge. And there are a lot of people walking around with knowledge, even of the Bible, knowledge of, of finances or knowledge of a lot of different things, but, but it's, it's applying that, that knowledge, as mm -hmm. you said earlier, Luke, and, 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 and taking it's, it's, it's going a step further. It's, it's putting knowledge in action, basically. Yep. And, and so true wisdom which is revealed from, so we talked about God's, the verse in James, a generous, benevolent God who gives wisdom. And we're talking about the creator, the all-knowing God of the universe. Mm -hmm. So that's who we're going to. And so, so yeah, it's nice to gain knowledge from people that, that have studied and, and all that, and we do our best to, to, get, you know, to get knowledge. But apart from him, it's, it's, it's you know, limiting. But in him... And, and so it's, it's understanding his word, gaining the knowledge from his word, and then 
really by the power of the Holy Spirit, it's putting that knowledge and, and putting it together into wisdom, a wise living. And, mm-hmm. and man, there's such a difference because a lot of people are walking around and I, I trust me, we've all made these, you know, just so many dumb decisions and we make dumb decisions often throughout the day. It's like, that was not the wise thing to do. For example, simple things. Is it wise for me to eat chocolate before bed when I know that it keeps me up and gives me bad dreams or, you know, my mind goes nuts and I wake up and all that kind of thing. Is that the wise thing to do? No, it's stupid, but I do it anyway. And so, but, but it's those types of things, which then affects how early I wake up or how I feel when I wake up to then spend time with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And so are we, are we operating with, with wisdom? So I have the knowledge, I have the knowledge that an experience that when I eat chocolate before bed, it's not a great decision, mm-hmm. but the wisdom is actually implementing that. Yep. And, and we know, we know, we, we have the knowledge that if I go this direction or, you know, watch this show or go to this website or do, you know, t- have this conversation with this person, you know, all those types, it leads to this and this and this. The wisdom is to say, all right, I'm not going to turn that on. I'm not going to go on my computer. I'm not going to have that conversation with that person. That's where the wisdom comes in. Yep. And so the more that we, we have the knowledge of scripture and then we yield to the Holy Spirit to actually lead us and guide us in wisdom that comes from God, all of a sudden, man, we start making wise choices. We, we, we live wise lives. And, and so that's, that's the advantage that we have as followers of Jesus that we don't have to, to live foolishness live in foolishness anymore mm-hmm. we're gonna we're gonna screw up we know that we, we rest in god's grace but man if we're tapping into and to your point luke earlier wait am i actually going to god for wisdom and then am i actually leaning into that wisdom and operating in that wisdom and, and if i could i just i just want to to elaborate on what it means to go to god for wisdom because I, i've wrestled with being confused on what that looks like and i think a lot of people do as well I think when when people hear going to God for wisdom, they have this this confusion on, am I asking God for wisdom, and do I just sit there and wait for him to download something into my brain? Mm. Like, the Holy Spirit absolutely gives us promptings, nudges in certain directions, um, encouraging our hearts and our minds to go in a certain direction. But can we just start with God's Word? Like, going to God for wisdom isn't exclusively, God, what do I do here? Mm. Or even if it is that, we must start with what God has already revealed is wise, which is his word. Let's not Mm. devalue the word in order to, God, I just want your Holy Spirit to tell me everything to do right now. What if God's already told us wise things that we're asking about in the scriptures? What if God's already revealed? Go ahead. We got a whole book of wisdom, Proverbs. That's right. Start there. What what if God's already revealed? And what does it look like to be a godly husband? What is it what, what what's my call as a husband? Well, there's plenty of passages Ephesians 5. Uh we learn what what marriage is in in the first part of Genesis. I mean, what if there's already the answers to our questions in scripture? And oftentimes there is. So of course there's room and we need to be asking God through his spirit to reveal to us, to, to illuminate our minds, to nudge us in certain directions? Absolutely. But let's not just, let's not skip out on the wisdom that God's already revealed in his word for our daily lives, for huge decisions, for small decisions. Many times the answer is already there. 
but are we taking the time to, to read the, the scriptures and what God's revealed to us? Mm. Uh, there's many times where I have overlooked that and say, God, w- w- what do I do here? <laughs> it's like, well, actually, I've already revealed that <laughs> in scripture. Go, go, go read what I've revealed already. Amen. He, he, he's given us so much and already, and then out of that continues to, to give us this wisdom. And, and so uh, I just love that word generous. Like he's generous with giving us, us wisdom. And so are we taking advantage of that? And so I, I thought about just the, the promise for wisdom. So God's promised he would give us wisdom. And, and then also there's a promise that, that, that comes uh, of wisdom. So the, the promise of wisdom is partly found here in, in Proverbs 3, 13 through 18. Joyful is the person who finds wisdom. All right, so if we have wisdom, we're going to have joy, right? Because we're making wise choices and you're filled with joy. And so then that, and then it goes on. The one who gains, joyful is the person who finds wisdom, the one who gains understanding. For wisdom is more profitable than silver and her wages are better than gold. Wisdom is more precious than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare with her. She offers you long life in her right hand and riches and honor in her left. She will guide you down delightful paths. All her ways are satisfying. Wisdom is a tree of life to those who embrace her. Happy are those who hold her tightly. And so this is a beautiful picture, and I know it's you know, kind of flowery, and, but, but it's very, I love this illustration. This, this sums it up that, you know, we talked about the, the wisdom of a fullback and the longevity of his career, that when we operate with wisdom, more likely than not, we're going to have a long life. Now, you know, God in his, his sovereignty and some, you know, there are a lot of factors, but, but ultimately if we're following his path and it, and it leads to life and, and it le- leads to the you know, abundant life and we make wise choices and we stay on the right path and, and it's God's best and, and, and it's operating in wisdom. Um, and clinging to it and valuing it. Um, so I, and, and then, you know, all that comes from it. When you look at somebody who lives a wise, you're like, that's a wise person. They, their life, the, the, the path that they've been on. Wow. Yeah. They've made wise choices. Yeah. They, they make wise choices and how they, you know, if you, if you want a, a good, a good marriage and longevity in marriage, we have to make wise choices. Mm-hmm. So is it wise to stick around at, at work? with a coworker and it's just you and another woman. No, it's not a wise thing to do. And so, so those, you know, Billy Graham, he, it was, he made the wise choice to not ride in an elevator with other women and people, you know, say different things about that, but that that, for him, that was the wise decision. Mm -hmm. And so we have to make those types of day-to-day wise decisions. If we want longevity, we want joy, we want, you know, last in marriage, last in, you know, finish strong as faithful followers of Jesus, all all those things. Totally. And I, I think you're bringing up a great point. Certainly, there's, we're still in a fallen world. Bad things happen. Sin is here. We still wrestle with sin. But there is so much destruction to be avoided mm. living a wise life. Amen. It, it's just, it, I think back to, to decisions I made that were not wise. There, there has been sin and destruction and pain that I could have avoided if I had been living wisely. And I just think this, what it means to live wisely. I mean, you think of a wise person, a truly wise person, every single time they're getting wisdom from mentors. 
they are getting wisdom through prayer, and they're getting wisdom through time in God's Word. That You find a wise person, all three will be there every single time. That That is the route to wisdom, is all three. Going to God first, pleading for wisdom, and he gives generously. We ask for wisdom by going to God's Word and searching what he's already revealed, and we ask for it in prayer. And then we also ask God's people who have gone before us in experience and in wisdom. Every wise person has all three. And I, that, that's just the, the challenge today for myself and for, for everyone listening or watching is, which of, those, which of those three is missing from your life? Do you have anyone that is pouring into you, that's pouring wisdom into you, that knows you, that you've been vulnerable with, a, a, a trusted mentor, someone who's gone before you? Do you, have, do you have that? If not, it's important to find that person. If you do have a mentor, but you're really not asking God for wisdom, you're just kind of hanging on whatever the mentor says, no, we need to go to God for wisdom. Are you, have you prayed and asked God for wisdom? Or are you just spending time in the scriptures? We need to pray. The, the, the challenge for myself is just which of those three is lacking in, in, in my day-to-day? And I think uh, the thing about experience is is worth unpacking a little bit, too, because sometimes we equate, okay, if this person is old, they're wise. But that's not always the case. Or this mm-hmm. person is young, he's dumb. Uh, no, not necessarily. Um, I think I think even, you know, talk about football, there's, there's some rookies that come in with a lot of wisdom mm-hmm. because they've been taking the right steps and, and pouring in and learning and taking it really seriously. And they're ready to go as a rookie. Um, And then there are veterans that, you know, maybe they've been in the league five, six years. To my point about longevity, you probably don't find too many foolish uh, (laughs) 12-year vets. Um, But but maybe a five-year guy that that is more foolish than the rookie. And and so it's not always age. So it's not not age. So But experience definitely contributes to it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we think, well, the wise person's the one that has made all the mistakes. Yes and no. You learn from your mistakes, and so the wise person is going to take those failures and those mistakes and Absolutely. learn and grow, and it you know adds to the toolkit and, and, and all that. And yes, they become more and more wise. But also, the wise person avoids many of those destructive decisions along the way, even when they're young and and it's it's kind of step by step. Yeah. Um, so. We have to kind of be careful with, yeah. with, with some of that a, l- a little bit. I, I think that's about- a really a really great point because certainly for for many, it's wisdom looks like avoiding previous sin and, and destruction that that were we, they were all in on. But for others, I, you bring up. I, I remember this pastor. Uh, he was talking about how he sat his kids down when they were uh, young teenagers, and, and he started to kind of confess. Uh, without some of the graphic details, some of the sin when he was their age. And he said, trust me, take my word for it that they're not worth it. Mm. Are those kids, do you, in order to be wise, do you have to pursue sin and then be freed from it? No. No, for, for many, it's taking someone else's word for it that this is not a wise direction. That's right. And wisdom is, I'm not even going to dabble in that at all. Mm. That can be, that that. That's a blessing to be able to, to be in that situation. So I, I think that's a great point that we don't have to taste sin in order to then flee from it, and then now we're wise. 
I'm so wise because look at all that I used to do and I don't do anymore. For some, absolutely. But for others, it's, man, God's blessed me with, with people and, and being able to know him. There's things that I, that I never did. And that can be a great testimony of wisdom as well. Yeah, because I, and I think, yeah, you can be a wise husband even early on if we're actually seeking the Lord and, and seeking wisdom from mm -hmm. Him. And yes, the experience helps and it adds to it and it deepens our wisdom. And, and we rely on people that are further down. Absolutely. But it doesn't mean like, oh, I'm three years in, I'm just a dumb husband. No, no. You're learning and you're going to make so you are going to make some mistakes for sure. For sure. But you can have wisdom in mm -hmm. the midst of that too. And God gives generously even as a young dad, as a young husband, um and and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um now, yes, if you've been following Jesus for a long time, the wisdom and experience that comes from that, years and decades of yes, that's that's valuable and and we tap into those that that are further along for sure. Um so I, th this wisdom, there's just so much here. I mean, this is a, a six-hour show. Uh, we'll, we'll go about 30 minutes or so today uh, that, we're, that we're cramming in in a lot of different angles and, 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 you know, in a circumstance that you're facing right now, a decision that you're facing in relationships, how, how to handle things, go to God for wisdom. Ask him for wisdom. And, and so how do, what's the next step? How do I handle this situation with, with a fractured uh, relationship? Um, you know, how do I handle this situation at work? I think, I think wisdom is available to us in the day-to-day, -day, in the mundane, because some of those day-to-day -day decisions affect bigger decisions. Mm -hmm. And the wiser we are in the little things, um, I think then we're, we'll, we set ourselves up for, for wise, totally. big things. Yeah, wisdom um, isn't just reserved for, I've dug myself a huge hole, or I have a huge decision, what do I do, God? It's... God, how do I build in daily wise things, wise living, so that that leads to a wise life? Uh, and I just want to quickly comment on your previous point on life experience and age. So I think it's twofold. And one, for, for someone like me, I've uh, been married for two and a half years. In one sense, I need to have the humility to understand that there's a lot of experience that I have yet to have as a husband. Absolutely. I'm not a father yet. There's, there's a lot that I haven't experienced, and experience does lead to wisdom. Absolutely. And, and God uses experience to lead to wisdom. So I need to have the humility to, to acknowledge that. And there's a lot of things I don't know and understand or can apply yet. But at the same time, it is absolutely a lie to, if I would have, when I got married and I, and I would have said, all right, by and when I've been married 10 years, now I can have wisdom as a husband. No, I can have wisdom from day one mm -hmm. via God's word, prayer, learning from people who have been married longer than I have. I can have wisdom from day one because God gives wisdom generously while also maintaining the humility that there's plenty of things that I haven't learned yet through experience. It, it, it's a both and. We are able to have wisdom now in whatever situation we're in, however old we are, whatever experiences we have, but also maintaining the humility of acknowledging there is value to life experience as well. And, and, to, and to bring it all home too, we, we talked about earlier how Usechek has parlayed wisdom into NFL longevity. So that was the headline. Kyle Usechek has parlayed wisdom into NFL longevity. So for us, 
wisdom, we, we parlay wisdom into longevity and marriage. So the way you get to 10 years is with wisdom yeah. and making wise choices and continuing to seek out wisdom. How, how, do, how do we get to a, 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 you know, a long life of, wow, we look back and go, man, here, here's my legacy with my kids and my grandkids. And, and you look at those guys, they made wise choices along the way. They made the wise choice to be home for dinner. They made the wise choice to put their kids to bed. They, they made the wise choice to go on a date night with their wife. They made the wise choice to get up before everybody and spend time in their word. In the word. They made the wise choice that, hey, we're not going to prioritize anything else on Sundays, but we're going to be at church, and my kids are going to be at church, and we're going to serve together, and we're going to be plugged into a local community. And that may mean we miss out on other things, but the wise choice is, hey, the longevity of the faith of my kids and the faith of our family and, and the longevity of the, the tightness of our family, it's making wise choices. And so all of us face this, and, and, and these are the, the decisions that, that, that we're, we're up against. Um, and so last thing, because, again, I got a lot of thoughts on this, and I think about it. It's, it's all part of the deal. But you know, we're all heading into the fall, and things are busy. But here's the question we have to ask ourselves. What is the wise thing to do? With all these choices of how we're going to fill our time and what we're going to say yes to, what we're going to commit to, and, and sometimes even at church, we can't commit to everything, but we you know, choose one area to serve and lead and, and whatever we may be called into. But we can't say yes to everything. And, and so we have to be wise about that too. Because mm-hmm. I'm already starting to hear, hey, how you doing? Busy. Uh, okay, we're, we're, we're there again. Hey, how you doing? Stressed out, overwhelmed, busy, too much on my plate. Is that wise? Is that wise living? And I'm guilty of this. Is this why? And I know because I know from experience when I get overloaded and I say yes to too many things, it's not wise anymore. It's foolish. Mm-hmm. So I got to learn from that. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so that's the that's the last thing. Are we every aspect? Are we making the wise? Are we making the wise choice? What's the wise thing to do? And so I'll, I'll leave you with this: James three thirteen. If you are wise and understand God's ways, prove it by living an honorable life, doing good works with the humility that comes from wisdom. And then Ephesians 5, 15 through 17. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And again, God reveals his word through scripture. And and when we ask for wisdom, he provides generously. So let's ask him. Let's tap into it. Let's let's stop trying to figure things out on our own and in our own understanding. Uh, but rely on him and his wisdom and the wisdom of others that are following him mm-hmm. and that are speaking through those people to us as well. And then, boom, make sure it lines up with Scripture, affirm it, confirm it, uh, that kind of thing. So, all right, Luke, sorry, man. I, I, I had a lot to say today, but great insight from you as well. Um, as well, I'm saying I've got great insight. But <laughs> hey, here you go. I'm, I'm giving you uh, just great insight today by me and yeah. by Luke as well. Uh, <laughs> Decent job by, by you. Uh, no, tremendous. Uh, this was uh, this was fun. It's encouraging to me. Man, um, I think you're right though. This could be <laughs> this could be like a marathon episode. There's yeah. so many elements to wisdom. That yeah, that's why there's a whole whole book in Proverbs and all throughout Scripture too um, that just speaks to it and um, reveals it. So are we tapping into it? All right, there you go. Hope you enjoyed. I hope you're challenged a little bit. Love your thoughts. Let me let me hear from you. What, 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 how do you? incorporate wisdom into your life how do you gain wisdom glean wisdom what areas have you grown in wisdom you know back to the beginning what adjustments do we have to make based on wisdom based on the the the, you know the information that we have the experience we have god's word 
how we make wise choices. All right. I'm Bryce. He's Luke. Thanks so much for being with us today. I'm a sports fan who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sin. He was resurrected through faith. I've been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well. And I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans follow Jesus together. Have a great rest of your day. And we will talk to you next time right here on the Unpacking It podcast.